Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, and excited for episode three on the Sports Biz Camp series. Uh, I am with Jasmine McCrawford, Client Services Account Exec uh, at MKTG. And, you know, really excited to talk to, to her about um, her path, uh, why she's, um, you know, excited about the mission of Sports Biz Camps, and ultimately, you know, what her driving force is behind working in sports. So I got to ask, like from the start, <laughs> what did she want to do in high school? Um, in high school, I, I graduated thinking that I was going to be an athletic trainer working for the New York Giants, stitching up everyone's ankles and injuries. Um, and that's not exactly where I landed, but that's what I wanted to do when I graduated high school. So let's, let's kind of visit your high school experience. You go on to college. What, you know, what is the mind mindset shift once you go to college? What, what experiences did you have that maybe changed your mind a little bit? Yeah. So starting even in high school, I, I worked with, um, our, athletic director for our high school, very small New York City-based school. We didn't even have a gym. Uh, any of our like, phys ed activities happened along the West Side Highway in New York. Oh, wow. Um, so very different, non-traditional experience. And I think that's kind of been my, my story from the beginning. Everything was against the odds and non-traditional in whatever way you can imagine that. Um, so in seeing just like my high school athletic director and what he did, I was like, okay, there's, there's some way I can work in sports and there's something I can do. But I got to college and quickly learned Learn, like sciences were not my strength so I mastered the art of a pivot so understanding like hey my strengths don't lie in the sciences my strengths are not there but what am I good at and when I got to college it was quickly understanding like building networks connecting people connecting the dots and finding solutions um, was my area of expertise and my outlet was through events so in college, I, I worked on our programming board, so developing the concerts and the uh, paint parties that we did on campus and just like all the things that engage students in residential life and activities around campus and activities around Philly um, was what I connected. And I found a way to make that bridge through sports in college very quickly. So our athletic department, I started actually, I started working as a ticket salesperson in our uh local arena for our men's basketball for mm -hmm. Temple University's men's basketball team um, and then I was a ticket taker there uh, my boss there connected me with some folks in marketing at our athletic department and then that just kind of meant me annoying for, for a couple weeks but like eventually developing a relationship with our marketing coordinator there um, her having her become my mentor and asking like hey not an official like I didn't know what a mentor was at that point but it was just asking the question like how do I how do I get to where you are how did you get to where you are what do you do understanding that and shadowing her for a couple of weeks eventually shadowing her at some games and then being offered an internship opportunity where I could get uh turn my like student work job into working at the athletic department and making that my job for the next two years like my junior and senior year that's all I did I worked in the athletic department I went to school I was involved on campus but um that was my my intro into the world of sports well and and you talk about um some of those questions you were asking right and not everyone knows how to ask those questions mm -hmm. or what questions to ask um you know you talked about not necessarily having a mentor or not knowing what a mentor was or, mm -hmm. or why you needed one. Um, but what was one of the experiences in which you 
look, you were trying to get good experience, you know, you're getting experiences, whether they were good, whether they were bad, yep. you know, they taught you different lessons, <laughs> yep. right? Maybe, maybe you didn't want to take tickets for that long. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's one of those things that you just learn over time. What are some of those things that you then took, uh, from a lesson standpoint into, you know, from one experience to the next to the next as you kind of continue to build upon it? Yeah. So, um, in just, being able to listen and, and learn from the mistakes of others or just learning from others in general, um, that was the biggest lesson. So as a freshman, um, I was focused on being involved because I, I, everyone said, get involved, get involved. So I was like, okay, that's what I'll do. Um, and then li- listening to my parents, listening to my friends and my professors, they, they talked about the idea of an internship and I didn't know what that was um, as a freshman in college. And then seeing the types of internships that my friends had, like one worked for a Sony music group and I was like, that's cool. I want to do that. Another worked um, for our football team. One worked with the Sixers and on all these different things. And I was like, okay, well, how are you getting these opportunities? Um, and and asking those people just how, like, uh, not necessarily what is your who's your mentor or knowing the the like the strategic questions at that point. Just asking the question how. And a lot of people are not will, are 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 not afraid to tell their story and tell how they got there. So asking those people the how. Um, led me to figuring it out so I I, it was like hey I just I just asked the right question so um in doing so I I had a ton of experiences that like as you said didn't pan out to exactly what I wanted but it opened my eyes to more and more things so taking ticket like asking my friend like how did you work at how do you get to work the basketball games and she said like I just asked this person for an interview and and well and it's and it's not being afraid to ask right that's the biggest lesson you, you have to you know that's like a, it's a hurdle in which a lot of people have but look the, the worst thing that someone can say is no no right and then and you, you go about you go, your day and then you go to the next person and you ask them again and if yes. they say no you go to the next person next person and so um you, i'm sure you've probably taken that approach with relationship building and networking right mm-hmm. not everyone is going to uh you, everyone you connect with you're not going to have this like amazing no, br- br- no not you know at all. breakthrough conversation right there's some people you connect with some people you don't um but how do you continue to foster those relationships mm-hmm. and uh, select the ones that you know are good for you in yeah. terms of your development? And also, like, not just your development, but, but helping the other person too, right? Like, they sure. can, everyone can learn from each other. Um, so I have a, a friend um, that works on the sales side, um, and they gave me some valuable advice, which I think I started to just inherently know, um, K-N-O-W, but you want to get to the no, N-O, as fast as possible, essentially. So if it's if it's something that like I'm, I'm nervous about or scared about or, or having anxiety about even asking the question, get to the no as fast as possible because if it's, it's like, hey, can you help me... Um, make it to the Olympics. No, I can't. All right, let me learn to pivot and find the person that can. Mm-hmm. Or no, the answer may be no, I can't, but X, Y, and Z can, or this person can, or this opportunity can do something. Um, so learning as you go is like a, a skill that's probably been the most valuable thing. Like being able to take something away from every experience, whether, hey, I know I never want to do that again. That's a valuable lesson. Absolutely. That is like Absolutely. a huge valuable lesson. And you talk and well, and you talked about pivoting, right? Yes. I mean, it's it's that pivot. So um, let's 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 pivot the conversation. Okay. Right? Let's talk about where where you live, where you're from, how mm-hmm. you how you take advantage of where you are, right? So you went to Temple, but you're from the Bronx. Yeah. You live in the Bronx, right? I do. Yeah. And so it's it's taking advantage of the things that are around you and understanding that you know there may not be 
the biggest brand and the biggest opportunity. Okay, Bronx, Yankees. All right, <laughs> sorry, probably a bad example. But, um, you know, if you're... But the Bronx isn't all the Yankees. Like, that Absolutely. is a very, very small... That is a, a, a five-block indicator of what the Bronx is. And we're talking about... Uh, the second largest spacious borough in New York City, and it does not all look like the Bronx. Um, But understanding that I think the exposure portion that that at least my parents instilled and then friends and family along the way have instilled is understanding that life is bigger than the the block that you live on and understanding that um, you can take influence from any and everywhere, um, that it's not just understanding like okay well this is the opportunity that I'm existing and this is all that I can be like it can be so much more than that so growing up in the Bronx um I I I looked for influences outside of my neighborhood I looked for influences outside of my family and I looked for influences outside of my friend circle because um we yes we can bond on the things that we have in common but I'm also interested in the things that make each of us individuals and different mm-hmm. um so understanding like the the kids that I go to school with they don't have the same cultural experiences that I have they don't have the same interests that I have um and and seeing like okay well where can that lead me so from the Bronx to Philly and and the cultures that I've met on Temple University's campus and from the surrounding areas in the Northeast like things happen differently in in northern virginia things happen differently in central new jersey things happen differently in southern connecticut um and being able to understand like okay uh red sox fans have a different passion than philadelphia eagle fans and um just understanding the the nuances in each area and understanding how um each of those things can impact an individual and impact the brand impact your decision making can all be very specific yeah so let's let's also talk a little bit about you know you just you mentioned the brands right the Mm -hmm. companies the players you know you have your own brand Mm -hmm. um brands can be things brands can represent i mean there's a lot of ways in which you can look at a brand Mm -hmm. but as you um talk to whether it's high school student athletes it's the high school people you know the students who want to try and get into the the business of sports and understand you know what to do in college how to build their brand right the the advantage of education and and with being able to go to college is you have a certain amount of years and Mm -hmm. time to be able to build something over time and know that like not a whole lot's probably going to happen in between right you're not like you're not going to get poached as a as a first you know first semester sophomore for this job right <laughs> yeah, like we kind of nope. all have our 3 4 5 years that window of time frame where you can really build something mm-hmm. um and you know what was that you know vision for you as as you know you you built kind of your brand with Temple working in the athletic department but then also the lesson you provide to others about doing the same thing yeah so my personal brand um has been shifted around the idea of being my authentic self. Like that is one of the pillars of my of my brand. Um, another is being assertive, and then the other is being honest. Like those are my three core pillars, and I learned that from our CMO at the Knicks. Um, he he had three pillars for our department that he wanted us to live by. Um, integrity being one of them, and I kind of adopted that in my own way. Mm-hmm. But I think for developing your personal brand you have to figure out what makes you you what makes you stand out from anyone else and of of course you'll have similarities with others and you'll have nuances that make um like regional things personal things cultural things but fundamentally what makes you you what makes you tick and um as far as like developing your brand 
letting that form the foundation by which you live your life and and build your career. So understanding that no matter what I do professionally, I'm going to be the best version of myself and bring that into every conversation and into every meeting and into every interaction. Um, and allowing that to kind of like stem to the next generation of folks like you being yourself is not a bad thing and being yourself is nothing to shy away from just finding a way to make that capitalize that on the way that makes sense for you professionally so if you have an interest in video games and technology learning how to make what you love to do your job because and this is a cliche, but when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that I truly believe to be true because um, if if you wake up and do something that you would be willing to do for free, there there's nothing escaping that. And there's nothing that kind of like feels better than that walking to your office every day or walking, opening your laptop or having a meeting and knowing like, this is stuff I love. This is stuff I enjoy. And for me, it was doing that through a lens that made sense and felt most like Jasmine McCrawford as possible. Well, and, and like, let's not kid ourselves. We have all done work for free. Right? You know, so, uh, <laughs> exactly. we kind of have, have a feel for what that's like, exactly. right? And, and Unfortunately, then, we have. But then, you know, all the time that you spend giving back to people and trying to help others, mm-hmm. you know, that's again, free, right? Yeah. But, but in the, but in the end of the day, um, it's, it's treating people how you want to be treated mm-hmm. and, and eventually just doing good things for good people yeah and my goal is uh to create an easier path and journey than what i had um my experience like i said i I, as a freshman as a high school senior there's a lot that i was exposed to but there was a whole lot that i did not know um and a whole lot that i wasn't exposed to so for me my mission has always been all right, like if I know information, let me tell 10 of my friends or folks that are coming behind me or folks that are in line with me or folks that may be two steps ahead of me, like, hey, watch out for this. Understand that. Know this. Let me connect you with that. Um, and that has always been my my driving force for the folks coming in the generation behind. So for high school students, like... If I can give you a blueprint of what I did, you may not follow it to a T, but this is at least you have a guide to get to my current state and beyond. And and my resources are your resources and my information is your information because there's no need for everyone, all of us to struggle in the same way. If we have the the tools and the resources to lay the groundwork now and, and bla- blaze the trail for the folks coming behind us, that's so much more helpful and impactful. Um, just having like it's like I walked through this whole journey in the dark. I let me at least give you a flashlight. Like it's not gonna illuminate the whole thing. It's not gonna paint the big picture, but you get to see a little bit more than I did along my journey. Yeah, you don't have to have all the information, right? Like we're not trying to exactly. teach a, a four year degree in in three days, right? Yeah, like, no. At the end of the day, it's you know there's 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 things that you learn along your career that like you learn at 25 that you couldn't have possibly learned at 22. Like it's just not possible because the experiences you hadn't gotten there yet, but there's things that you learn kind of along the way at each step that if you can say, Hey, here's that yellow sign. Like, like watch out for this, right. Be a little bit more aware. It might Mm -hmm. be a little bit easier like you're talking about. So, um, Jasmine, appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks.